Have you ever been excited about a big idea or felt motivated to act on a cause that really lights a fire beneath you? But then the fear of judgment, not knowing the next steps, and just overall self-doubt get in your way? Then you are in the right place. Hello friends, and welcome to Driving Well Indigenous. I'm your host, Jill Featherstone. In this podcast, we will hear from movers and shakers and change makers who are out there doing the work and have come to share their stories to help make our journeys just a little bit more easier. So buckle up and let's get started. All right, welcome to Driving Well Indigenous, Brandy. So today we're joined with Brandy Vesna. She is Red River Métis, singer-songwriter, part-time educator, and also a life coach, right? You're yes, I, I say mindset mentor. Okay, great. So welcome to the podcast. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about yourself. Tanchi, thank you so much for having me. My name is Brandy Vesna. I'm a Winnipeg Red River Métis singer-songwriter. I've been working in community for over a decade, thankfully being able to do good work. You know, it's usually by word of mouth that I work, do different workshops with youth, with people who are struggling with addictions, with women. Like I have been working in community for many, many years, which is a beautiful blessing. And I think that led to people trusting me online as like seeing that I took my path into music a little bit slower, but I had had a podcast. I had had a blog. I had written two books and I'd been constantly doing what it was that I wanted to do, but it just was a gradual shift into music when I really got serious about it. Um, And I decided that I no longer wanted to teach full time and yeah, I've been working in community for years and it's a beautiful blessing to be able to share what I've learned. And I'm actually in my 10th year of sobriety. Oh, nice. I have so many things that I want to ask you, but before I jump into all of that, I want to know how does it feel when people mispronounce your name? Because people mispronounce your last name a lot, right? Oh, all the time. <laughs> um it doesn't offend me. I mean, I just give them a quick little correction, but it's all good. If it's like sometimes polite on stage, I'm not going to give a person a hard time. But yeah, it's all good. Yeah, I was thinking about that because I always want to make sure that I pronounce people's names properly because I'm just notorious for mispronouncing names. And I'm like, oh, I hate getting corrected. I'm just like, ah, but um, I was thinking about that the other day because I had thought that your last name was Vizina. And I heard people mispronounce that a lot. And then I was watching just recently, I was watching, I don't know, YouTube or TikTok or something. And Ariana Grande was on there. And she was like, yeah, people mispronounce my name all the time. My my last name is Grandy. She's like, it's Ariana Grandy. And then people just like, they call me Ariana Grande, probably because of Starbucks. And then Rihanna, she was also talking about her name. She's like, yeah, my name is Rihanna. And people just call me Rihanna. And then she's like, but, you know, I don't, you know, give it too much thought and stuff. And I was like, hmm, I wonder how Brandy feels about, you know, if she makes it big on this international stage. And is everybody going to call her Brandy Vezina or they're going to call her Brandy Vezna? <laughs> well, we'll figure that out. Then, but yeah, no, thank you. I, lo- I appreciate that, that comparison to those extraordinary women so thank you (laughs) so what I really like about you and why I wanted I really wanted to have you on the podcast is I've actually been following you on Instagram for a couple of years and what I liked is your messages you always had these really positive 
really uplifting messages. And then when I saw you perform at the Indigenous Chamber of Commerce event, what I noticed and what really, really caught me was you would sing a song and then in between songs, instead of sharing stories, sometimes people have friendly banter, you would just slide in these messages of inspiration. I was like every single time just using her time to motivate and inspire people. I really, really like that. And where does that come from? Well, I think it's, I have a platform, right? And not everybody is signed up for the mindset mentor piece. Not everybody signed up for the music piece. And I think I just like to mix them together without being too preachy and whatnot on stage. And most of my songs at the moment, they come from a place of like, there's a lot of growth and there's a lot of life lessons. And I'm not singing freely Pop-Tart songs that I had an easy walk down dating life or growing up. So I just share the message of what the song's about or what fits in. I mean, when I seen you at that event, there was no PA system. And I mean, I could have been frazzled and a diva, but I mean, this whole business, everything in life is all about relationships. And if you sever those relationships with a bad attitude, like nobody's going to want to work with you. They're not going to like you and they're going to feel that off you. So, mm-hmm. you know, I made the comparison, like, have you ever had an empty cupboard? Like, have you ever had nothing in your cupboard? But you had to make do and you made a meal of it, right? So just things like that, like just off the cuff, what is relatable. And I'm an entertainer at the end of the day. My job, when people come watch me, they take their time, they spend their money. I'm there to make their life a little better. So I take those moments of when I can to be able to do that. And it's such a blessing that people actually take the time to come watch me. One of my bandmates is like, Brandy, one day I hope you get beyond saying that. And I'm like, why? That's humility. Like, I'm thankful people care and want to be part of what I'm doing. Like, to me, that is the most beautiful blessing in the whole world. That's time and energy. And you don't get those back. Uh Yeah, I hear you. So I was listening to, or I don't know if you were talking about it on Instagram or if I watched it. But you were talking about the energy of the people that you surround yourself with. And I really, really admired how decisive you were. Like, you're very cutthroat. You're like, you know, if if there's an energy around and and I don't like it, then, you know, no, I I won't work with you or you can't be in this space. But so where, where where does that come from? Like that ability to just, you know, feel feel that out and knowing what you want and being very decisive and just knowing what you need and what you want. My spirit. And I would say with sobriety, that's the most important thing that I have that I've experienced is that connection to my spirit. I can feel wickedness. Like I can feel when somebody's just crabbed or they don't like me or it's the spiritual part. And I do not like to put myself in situations longer than I have to, unless it's under a contract or something around people who I can feel that their energy is, it's just not for me. And I, I'm not, I'm at a place in my own life where I feel it. I say it, you know, I'm a woman who says and does what she wants is one of the things written in my bio. Okay. So you got to live by that. So There are people who just unfortunately haven't done the healing or don't have the awareness that they just haven't done that work yet in order to feel their best. And I just have no time for that. I mean, I love, I'll do a workshop, I'll put out a podcast, I'll do all of the things to help a person find their way inward to themselves. But I'm not going to over and over and over again, put myself in a situation of harm because being around people who 
you know, unfortunately are not where they could be. I'm not shaming them or they're just, they're not well in terms of their own energy, their own healing. I don't want to be around them for longer than I have to. And I won't, and I don't. So yeah, pretty cutthroat, but I've practiced <laughs> boundaries within my own family, my friend groups, my relationships. It just is what it is. And you know what? I've learned in the workplace, not everybody's your friend. Mm-hmm. Not everybody needs to know your story. That is a that is a privilege to be able to come into your world and be close to you. So I've just learned to zip my trap and stay close to those who have good hearts because that at the a good heart and a good spirit is most important. Mm, I really love that. And I think that's probably you know, what really drew me in to watching you is I really enjoy watching confident women. There's just something that it's inspiring. And lately, I've just been living by this motto or mantra that if you want to be an empowered woman, you have to empower other women. And I love surrounding myself with inspiring women. Well, I thank you for saying that I'm confident and putting me in a bracket of women who are helping other women, like, thank you. That's Marcy. That is kind to my heart. One thing that I really liked was your story behind your song, Danger, where you were talking about, you know, how the song came to you. Could you share a little bit about that? Okay. So Danger came to me actually in a dream. I was in an extremely unhealthy relationship. I'll start with that. But um, I dreamt of the words, Danger, my girl, It'll destroy your world. I woke up in the middle of the night and I wrote it down and I left it at that. And then I went out to an emerging artist program with Manitoba Arts Network. And I was the only one who didn't have my own original music, to be honest. And things like that, I guess when you're confident and you know what you can do, burned into my spirit like, okay, I got to get some stuff done here. So I went back to my hotel room. And I prayed, and I will be honest, I prayed to John Trudell. He is one of my favorite human beings who ever walked this earth. His thinking, he was just an extraordinary human being. And I prayed for the words. When his wife passed away, Tina, it is thought that her and their three children and his mother-in-law intentionally were murdered. And he had to go to a place where he had to recreate his life, but he would pray to her and he would pray for the words to come. And I, I prayed and I asked Great Spirit and I asked John Trudell for the words and Danger wrote itself in less than 20 minutes. And I love that song. Like I like playing it myself acoustically because I just think it resonates so much more powerfully that. I've taught, I've had beautiful, extraordinary students who have passed away. One student who died violently. I have students who have committed suicide. And I have amazing students who have gone on and become pharmacists and doctors and lawyers and nurses and all sorts of things, business owners. I've worked with kids and young girls for so long that it was just this poignant message that listen to your intuition because there are things in this world that there are people and there are predators. There's a predatory energy on this planet. That if you don't learn to tune into that intuition, like our women, our girls, our young girls are so vulnerable. So yeah, that one came actually truly in a dream. Wow, that's amazing. Have you had other experiences where you've prayed or you've asked for guidance or you've asked for the words or things to come, been able to channel that energy into something productive? I always do. Whether it's a song or one time I remember I had this intuitive nudge just to keep looking at a Facebook post, okay, or Facebook friends of, and it ended up turning out that I seen this guy that I was dating had a fake Facebook profile and it just, <laughs> boom, it all came out in the wash. <laughs> <laughs> 
sometimes I, I turn it into like a little game with myself, especially when I'm just really struggling and especially in the times where I'm really struggling to be creative and I know it's there and it's just like I'm seeking for outside help and I always have to remind myself that I'm not going to find the help outside. It's all inside me. I just got to do the work. I just got to believe in myself. So one time I was really, really struggling trying to get motivated to keep writing my book. And so my book is called The Tale of Tiger Lily. I was like, you know, okay, if I'm supposed to write this book, then let me see a Tiger Lily today. So I'm just like throwing this out in, into the world, into the universe. And all day long, I didn't see a tiger lily. And then I went for a ride because then I was trying to force it. So I'm trying to force it. And I'm looking all over, scanning the roads for tiger lilies, which I see all the time. And then I didn't see not one. So I'm like feeling all defeated and just really angry at myself. And so I'm like lying on the couch. It's right before bed. And um, and I'm like, oh, I didn't see a tiger lily trying to trying to be all upset. So I turned Facebook on first post I see somebody's posted a picture of some tiger lilies and then I was like oh thank god but at the end too I knew that it's just within me but sometimes I'm looking for that divine guidance or that spiritual guidance because sometimes you feel really alone in the things that you're doing especially when you're trying to be creative it's just you and your thoughts and nobody else understands so you're looking for that outer support do you ever get that too you know what these days I'll be honest with you I second guess my, sometimes I second guess my songwriting like I do, but um, my most important part of my world is my connection to my higher power. And I would never have said that if you would have talked to me, let's say 11, 12 years ago, these words would never come out of my mouth. I was, I would think I was like some new age weirdo or something, but it's the most important piece. And I know that I can always, I can always count on it. And yeah, yeah, I do. Thank goodness. But I mean, I pray a lot. A lot of my day is a lot of prayer constant, but I take my own will back often. And that's when I feel blocked is when Mm. I'm forcing and pushing it myself and nothing good comes from that. Then I just got to let go and do something in the moment, like just play guitar or just let my thoughts flow and it works. But yeah, it's hard. It's a balance and it's a trust in oneself too, right? Like, Right. Second guessing is terrible. It's a terrible thing. But I find whenever I second guess myself, that first choice that I was going to make, it always ends up being the right one. Mm-hmm. And forcing it when you're forcing something and you're just, you know, you're trying to push it out. It's not coming from a place that's authentic. And that's, you know, that's true to, to spirit. So let's Same with talk- relationships. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's talk about the um, mindset mentor. What is a mindset mentor? And let's talk about where that came from, like where that journey started for you personally. Well, I started off doing workshops in community, like I said, over a decade ago. I started doing, oh, it's so sweet. I love looking at pictures of my journey. But I started off in community. I did a lot all over Manitoba, First Nations, Métis communities. And it started with teaching people uh, about wellness Mm -hmm. because I was really working out a lot. I was working to become a personal trainer. I was just really into fitness and how to balance your proteins with your, to keep your sugars down. And I was just That's where it started. And then as I sobered up and I was like reading the secret and I was doing, I had vision boards all over my room. 
one time my brother walked in and if you've ever seen the movie beautiful mind i had like things all over he's like holy beautiful mind like he was scared <laughs> that i was losing it <laughs> um but then i went down this path where i created my blog and taryn anderson and i have been working together for a decade i love her my brand is I like to think of it as like, it's a classy brand because I've consistently kept it the same with working with the same, like I've worked with a variety of artists, but I would say, okay, Taryn, I want to shoot, you know, something with glass. I want to teach people to lessen their ecological footprints and use glass. And we take like swanky pictures of nice glass bottles and stuff. It started there. And then I just kept going. I, I then, I wrote two books. They are self-published. One is called Moonlit Path and Raising Your Consciousness. And nice. also, yeah, I have another, I have an ebook as well. So I kept moving on that. But then, okay, so I will be honest. I took some programs in, during the pandemic. But when I look back now, they were quite predatory. I was spending like upwards of $1,500 a month, which is a lot of money. Yeah. And I would never charge people that. But I did learn how to run an online business beautifully, how to have the proper banners and how to have a Facebook group and how to, you know, talk to your audience on Instagram. But so much of what I saw was predatory. And this one coach that I was working with, it was right around when the 215 children's bodies were found. Mm -hmm. She had a platform as a Canadian where she could have just took one day to not be selling things and pay some homage to our culture that was being ripped off. Like it irked me so bad. I had to say something and I ended up leaving her world because she put out branding with dream catchers and it was just so cultural appropriated without acknowledging that this was happening in our country. She's a Canadian as well. Mm -hmm. But then I thought, okay, I will never be that. Like I want to make my programs accessible, affordable, not very expensive, but those who want to work with me, they have the opportunity too. So that's where that came from. I still do my master classes and programs and my, my clients that I've worked with. It's amazing to see how they're doing and that trust they've built in themselves and those practices of learning to schedule things just a little bit differently. Like things that I've been doing over the years, having two careers, I feel that I'm a very confident woman. You know, it takes a lot of courage to go for what you want. But yeah, so I want to do it in a good way that I'm not overcharging people, but they do have the opportunity to learn from somebody who has been where they've been and wants to go where they want to go. So how did you stumble upon that work for yourself? Do you read books or do you watch videos or how do you take in, how do you educate yourself? Well, I had spent well over $30,000 in the coaching world. Um, but I'm constantly learning. I'm a nerd. At the end of the day, I'm a nerd and a half. So <laughs> I'm constantly learning and reading. I'm, I just bought from my principal and I a copy of White Benevolence. So just taking that, uh, it's incredible. I strongly suggest that people read it because I am in a helping profession. I am an educator. In the 60s and 70s is when white women in... North America and Canada had access to the middle class through the helping professions, through nursing, through teaching, through the judicial systems. And so much of that was systematic colonial policies that are still upheld and being able to share that message with other people. I love learning also about emotional regulation. That's something that, you know, our school system our, within the Winnipeg School Division has been teaching for at least eight years. 
So just teaching that to adults. I love reading Brené Brown and Dr. Garber Maté. Like I'm constantly learning and taking little workshops and signing up for this and that because the only way I can teach something is if I know it and I have to live it and do it myself before I can go give it away because it won't even make sense if I'm talking about it and I don't even know what it is. But yeah, so my whole thing is, yes, it's wonderful and amazing to be able to dress up and look great and have great photography and be like, hi, this I'm Brandy Desenat. Like, yeah, believe me, it's beautiful, right? We love that. But it's for the planet. I am an environmentalist till the day I die. It's for the earth. It's for the next seven generations. Like my why is bigger than I want a barn for my horses and a shed for my tractor. I literally <laughs> do. But I want it in a good way. <laughs> right. Right. I hear you on that. How is it that you balance everything that you're doing? So you're part-time teacher. You have a Bachelor of Education degree. You have your your music career. You're writing songs. You're out there performing all the time. And then you're also doing your your coaching and your your mindset mentorship. Oh, an environmental science degree. How is it that you balance everything? And is there something in your life or any of those areas that, you know, is pulling you more so than another? Um, I'm really having to think about what I want here. Um, if I want to have a family or not, that's something that I've been praying about. And I've been thinking about, I'm going to be making some decisions towards the end of summer, but I'm able to do it because the reality is this. It has been a challenge for me to date men who are secure enough to have powerful, strong, independent woman who pays for her own bills, who has a beautiful life that she's curated with those she loves and the support, a beautiful support system. So it's been a real challenge to date men that recognize that I'm in the public eye and be secure within themselves that there are beautiful people in this industry and that my female sexuality, I mean, I walk the line, I walk a very firm line in how I build my image because I have kids who are between the ages of 29 and six who I've taught and nobody needs to see boudoir Miss Vezina. So it's not like my female <laughs> sexuality is like over the top. It's not, but I mean, I am strong and this is who I am. Yeah. So I find a lot of relationships that I've had Men want way more than I can give to them at any given time because I need that time to be creative. If I have a co-write and somebody's an hour late, I'm not going to be there to, for dinner on time. I'm not going to be there to make dinner on time. The creative process is so much so that you give so much of yourself that I need time in nature. I have to go to the bush. My horses are east of the city. I make that time weekly to see my grandparents and my horses. My grandparents are north. My horses are east. I can't give so much of myself that I lose myself like I did when I was young. Okay. Like when I was younger and I just, I was so codependent and I wasn't where I am now. So I would say personally, the relationship piece, not being in a stressful and healthy relationship takes away a lot of my stress, allows me to do what in the hell I want to do. And I love it. So that's a piece and part that will find its way, but I trust great spirit to bring in a partner who is secure enough, strong enough, and able to support me and not try and change me or cage me like a bird. And in the meantime, I'm doing the good work I'm meant to out there in community in the world. And it is a fine, beautiful balancing act, but I have a schedule. I have this schedule that is legit. I schedule things on my phone. I plan things out and I don't like to do 
many things on one day. I like to stretch it out because there's only so much energy I have to give that when I'm overdoing it, I personally fall into depression and anxiety, anxiety and depression when I'm overwhelmed. And I've learned that with my own anxiety, with my own mental health, that I have to build in a day, a week also as a me day where I take that time to recharge and do the things that I want to do because I'm constantly giving of myself. So I think we can have it all. People say you can't have it all, (laughs) but I think we also have to trust that what is meant for us will be brought to us. Right. You know, that's such good advice to take that day for yourself because I've been there just recently, you know, in that overwhelm that you're talking about where I started noticing that my breathing was irregular and I would just try be trying to take big breaths and feeling that I couldn't get a, a deep breath. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm starting to have anxiety. And then I kind of had to step back and ask myself, okay, why, why are you feeling so anxious, what's going on. And then I realized that I was just putting so much on myself that I I was running to keep up. And I immediately I was like, I don't like the way this feels. I don't work this hard to feel this way. I want to work this hard to feel good. I don't want to work this hard to feel stressed and overwhelmed and feeling like my I'm being pulled in all these different directions. So, you know, for you saying that, I'm like, um, it's just hitting me right here. (laughs) Good, because you know what? Joy is the key. Abraham Hicks, joy is the key to getting more of what you want. And gratitude, you can't have gratitude without joy and you can't have joy without gratitude. And if we keep ourselves so busy that we're losing those moments of actual joy, like this time in my life right now, this should be like the best damn time in my life because I've worked so hard to have it. But if I'm overwhelmed and I'm not enjoying it, then why am I doing this is how I feel about it. Exactly. So what are some things that you're currently doing that really bring you joy? Some of the different things that you're doing for yourself. I really actually love taking my little dog out. He has a, okay, so he was shot by kids. He's a rescue. A girlfriend of mine is from Pine Creek and her grandpa had him. And he was shot by kids. They pressed charges on the kids. He has three legs. He's a little three, he's a little tripod, okay? Love him. We've been going to this park pretty much daily and sitting in the clovers because I love the smell of clover. I have like a whole picnic thing that I just put out and we chill and he runs around and is able to, you know, do his, that is bringing me absolute joy. And that's something I'm doing on a consistent, regular basis for myself. I enjoy also going to this beautiful little market. I'm going to name drop them because I love them. It's called Country Roots Market. They're a mom and two daughters and they have all fresh local Manitoba produce. I love going there and just getting nice fresh foods to come home and cook and try recipes and add herbs and whatnot. So cooking brings me pleasure. And I, I've been writing. I'm so like, it just like, I'm like, (laughs) everything is about relationships, right? And I've built this relationship with a Nashville Warner signed songwriter. Like, he's 28. I love him. He's like a brother to me, okay? He's like this little brat. I love him. And I I probably shouldn't call him a brat because he's so, he's extraordinary. But I'm going down to Nashville and we're recording. I love my producer. My producer, Murray Pulver and Styles and I are putting out a song. It's so beautiful. It's so meaningful. It'll get you in the feels. But I'm going down to Nashville. We've written six songs together so far. And I 
set myself a goal 10 years ago. I got a tattoo in Nashville that said, believe in your dreams. And I got it facing me. And the tattoo artist was mad because it was harder for him to be able to put it on my foot. <laughs> Ridiculous. But I'm going down there and writing at Nashville Warner, like Warner Brothers, and then going into the studio. And that is something I knew I could do and I wanted to do. I just had to put in the work because it did take 10 years to get here. But that's so exciting. Like, that's the highlight of my summer. And seeing my horses and my grandparents and just being on the land like that is that's magic to me that is simplicity at its finest and just enjoy it while it's here because you know what I've lost three of my closest friends in the last year and a half mm-hmm. and like that the people you love can or the the moments the time it it goes and then it's gone right right so just savoring time and energy in Manitoba I'm not moving from here I don't even know why I stay here but I couldn't bring all my animals down south. So I'm staying here and this is home and just enjoying the summer because it's so short and so beautiful and it smells so good. Picking berries, blueberries. I'm very much a simple person. I like the things I like. I do them often. I love them. And that's that. And I'm not always seeking the bigger, better, the next trip, or this is going to make me happy or that this purchase is going to make me happy. Like I know the things that make me happy and I do them often and I repeat, repeat, bring joy, enjoy, bring joy, enjoy. Like that's the name of my game. Oh, I love that. Congratulations on the songs that you're writing and your upcoming trip to Nashville. You know, that's when we get to see our goals and everything that we work so hard, you know, just start coming to fruition. It's like, you know, you just want to take that time to just live in it and be in it. And what I found too is people are always saying, like, document it, take videos, take pictures, you know, and do this. And I'm like, I'm so lost in the moment that I don't do it because I'm just, I'm in it and I'm living it. And then I regret it later, of course. I'm like, damn, I should have recorded that or I should have took a picture. But do you plan on documenting any part of that or, or anything? Well, yeah, because Taryn Styles and I are creating, I'm creating a whole content. Everything is planned for this next release. And this little Nat, or he's from North Carolina and Ohio. He wrote this bio for me that was just like, raised by a single mother, Brandy Vesna is a Red River in Métis, Indigenous woman. Like, he just nailed it. I was like, what the heck, man? <laughs> you don't even know what a Métis is, you know? But... Yeah, I all I got all these little videos coming and thankfully I, I just played Dolphins Country Fest and I was just that. I was in the moment. I didn't take hardly any pictures, but thankfully my mother did. My mother <laughs> came with my brother. My brother's also a singer-songwriter as well. Him and my mom are very like this, okay? Like I love my mom, but my career is mine. I don't have a momager. I just my career is mine. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, my mom was there for both of her children, which would be super exciting have two of your kids playing country fast, you know, like it would be. But she took a heck of a bunch of good pictures. So thank goodness for her. So maybe I'll have to bring her around with me more often. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because I, you know, I would love to document more. And now that I'm, you know, gonna go out on my own and as a, you know, solopreneur, I do want to document more of my journey because I want to be able to inspire other people and maybe I'll get my mom to come along with me (laughs) or I'll get my husband. He'll come and he'll snap some pictures while I'm doing things. You know, that's a good idea. And people love 
the story. Yeah. Yes, the glitzy parts are cool. The photoshopping, the editing, all that. But people love nothing more than a good old fashioned story that they can relate to and just see humanity in us, right? Like, I think it's really important for people to see that we're actual real human beings who have feelings and loves and losses and all that. And it's so weird. Like, my very close friend just passed away. And I took some time and I had three times the amount of views on my stories than I normally do as I was like Mm -hmm. deep in my grief, you know? Yeah. Yeah. People love that real stuff. Yeah. So true. And, you know, it's not all about the airbrush pictures and, you know, all the fancy, um, you know, all the pretty, it's not about all the pretty all the time. Plus that's takes so much work to do. It does. I mean, like my first question to you was, is this going to be recorded? Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to just, you know, look like a certain way each day. And ugh. it's not realistic and it is not sustainable is what I've learned to embrace throughout the pandemic. For the first time in my life, not wearing makeup or things like that. Like, I think I've just really stepped into the fact that there is Bivez, like the Bivez version of myself who hits the stage. And then there is the part of me that is a little tomboy will always be, I don't know if that's like, I'm going to get canceled, but I will always be a tomboy at heart. Like Mm -hmm. that's just who I am. And that's okay. Yeah. Two parts of me. Some of the best uh, advice that I ever got was, you know, somebody just said, stay scrappy, you know, just embrace that rough side of yourself and you don't change yourself for anybody. If you swear, then swear. If you mm-hmm. say inappropriate things, you know, just continue to say what's on your mind. Hang on to that side of yourself and don't try to rise to other people's standards. Just stay who you are. And I'll always have that gritty side of me. I'll always be that little girl with grass stains on my knees and two little white guns running around, like shooting at things, you know, but now <laughs> I'm vegetarian. I would never shoot anything, but <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's also where the confidence comes from, too, is I know where I'm from. I have a grandfather who if he wasn't my papa, I wouldn't be who I am because I present well, I'm kind. But at the end of the day, like I can hold my own and I have and I will and I do and I'm not scared to and I I can. Uh, But I just I don't get pushed emotionally. I'm not as emotionally reactive as I once was, is what I mean. Yeah. But that little gritty you know that that rough side is there and it ain't going nowhere yeah that's awesome I love that about you but you know what I just want to you know I want to thank you so much for for coming on today and and sharing everything that you shared and where can we find you if people want to follow you if they want to purchase your music or even if they want to work with you how can we find you definitely I'm always available online I have a website brandyvesna.com the probably quickest, fastest way would be through Instagram or my email, uh, which you can get off my website, but I'm all over. I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, Dreesus. My social media footprint is huge. So just Google my name and you'll find me. But Instagram is usually the one I respond to the quickest. Okay. I will put all of the link to your Instagram and your website. We'll put it in the show notes. And I just want to thank you so much for sharing everything today. And we'll be watching. We'll be watching everything in the future. Thank you so much for having me and congrats on all your success and you're going to rock it. So give her girl. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening and I hope you were able to find a takeaway from this episode. Don't forget to share with a friend who may need some motivation today or share on your social media and inspire all your friends. Bye for now. Thank you.